Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Homemakers by Choice. We're delighted to be here. We come to you five days a week. Yes, I'm the neighbor down the street who keeps borrowing sugar and knocking on your door to tell you one more thing. I was thinking this day of preparation for Easter about the fact that we find ourselves reading the scripture more, and as we find ourselves reading the scripture more, we read these parables in the gospel books. And, and parables were given to us to help us understand some things at the heart of who Christ is. I remember as a young woman reading these parables, and there were two or three or five or more. I just couldn't get it. I, I just didn't get it. And one of them was the parable of the owner. And the owner had called these people early in the morning and called them to go to work. You know, crack of dawn, 6 a.m., and he sent them out into the field, and they worked. And, and But around 3 o'clock, he realized that the work he hoped to accomplish today was not getting done. So at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he called the some more workers. And then at 5 o'clock, because in those days they worked from sunup till sundown, he still knew that the work he wanted to get done in that day was not going to be accomplished. And so at 5 o'clock, he called some more workers. Well, and at the end of the day, it came time to pay the workers. And this landowner paid the guy who started at 6 a.m., the same thing he paid the guy who started at 3 p.m., the same thing he paid the guy who started at 5 p.m. And I want you to know I was ticked. I thought, what does this mean? What could God possibly mean? It's not fair. It's, it's not equal. It's, uh, he worked much harder. That's not... We, who, I, 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 I was speechless. I was stuttering and stammering, just like I am trying to evidence to you. Until I got what God, Jesus, is trying to say to me in this parable. And it's not for me to decide, it's for him to decide. When it comes to finding contentment in my life, God reigns on the just and the unjust, and God is the owner of all things. And if she has something I don't have, it's because God gave it. He owns it all. So he can pay you if you work from 6 till 6. The same thing he can pay you if you work from 3 till 6 or 5 till 6. Because God owns it and he makes the choices, not me. Now that offended my spirit as a younger woman. I, I didn't know that God was that much in charge because I was so busy being in charge of myself. As I've grown in my control freakishness, I have come to fully understand it. But there are many other parables that I didn't understand, that I didn't connect with. And I'm sure there are still some that I don't understand that I'm just not thinking of at the moment. But today I wanted to look at three parables that were recently pointed out to me in Luke chapter 15, and there are three parables there. One is the parable of the lost sheep. The second is the parable of the lost coin. And the third is probably the most famous parable, and that's the parable of the prodigal son or the lost son. And I'm I just, just going to spend a couple of minutes with you
And I hope that it will encourage your place of understanding of ownership. It's just the lost sheep. And the shepherd has lost a sheep. And he says, what if a man having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after that one that is lost until he finds it. And when he finds it, he lays it on his shoulders and he rejoices. Famous, iconic picture of the shepherd with his sheep around his neck and often talking about Jesus being that shepherd. There are a hundred sheep and 99, he knows where they are. And he leaves the 99, the good 99, the, the 99 who didn't get lost, the 99 who know where he knows where they are. And he says, it, but it matters to me, I'm going after the one. And then there is the parable of the lost coin. And this is the woman having 10 silver coins. If she loses one, she does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. We're not talking about cleaning under the sofa cushions and finding a quarter or dollar bill that fell out of your husband's pocket. We're talking about someone who has 10 silver coins and loses one and she turns the house upside down until she finds one. She has nine others. Why is she looking so hard for this one? And then, of course, the prodigal son, which is a familiar story to us, and one I did have trouble with. I didn't have so much trouble with the lost son who ran off, but I had a lot of trouble with the lost son who stayed, because I was that lost son. I mean, I did a lot of good things, a lot of right things. Why does he get the party? It all came down to my own levels of discontent and not being satisfied with what I have. And, and then I came to see these three parables, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost sons. All represented the same thing that the parable of the landowner who hired in three different times in the day and paid them all the same price. You know why? Because he owns it all. These are parables about looking for something that you own, that belongs to you. The sheep belong to the shepherd. The coin that belonged to the woman the children that belonged to the father, the Middle Eastern father who feels compassion. And when he saw his son, he ran. I heard someone say not long ago that Middle Eastern men who have large fortunes never run. They walk. They have a gait of importance. And he hoisted his robes and ran down the road in a completely antithetical picture of the Middle Eastern father. Why? Because this was his son. And why did he make the son who stayed, who only was grateful for his stuff and wasn't in love with the father, understand that, that he loved him because these sons belonged to him? And I want you to know that you belong to God. You belong to God. He loves you. He created you. You are his best creation. He loves you enough that he is looking for you, that he is pursuing you, that he wants to find you under all, all costs. 
Many years ago, a hero of mine gave me a piece of poetry called The Hound of Heaven. The first time I heard it, frankly, I thought, Old English, a little boring. I've got to keep my mind. I feel like I'm in a lit class in college. But as I came to understand the profoundness of this piece of poetry, but more than that, I came to know the life of Francis Thompson, the British poet. I realized how much he had given to mankind in this piece of poetry. Because you see, Francis Thompson's story was not a high and lofty conehead kind of story. He lived homeless and on the streets of London as an opium addict for most of his life. His story is not one who had success. His story is one of a sensitive, high-strung nature that most of his life left him lost and sick and destitute. And that caused him to an early death in his 40s of tuberculosis. But he wrote poetry with an understanding of a love for God. The poem, The Hound of Heaven, offers a picture of the poet himself in flight from the love of God with God in hot pursuit. And women, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're folding the laundry or cooking a meal or sitting quietly someplace listening to these podcasts with your Bible close by, I want you to know that the God of heaven is in hot pursuit of you. It's a chase that he is determined to continue until he gets you in his arms. The Francis Thompson poetry called The Hound of Heaven starts with, I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him in deliberate speed with unhurrying chase and on perturbed pace. He hounds me. The strong feet that follow follow after me with unhurrying chase and unperturbed pace, deliberate speed, majestic instancy. They beat more instant than the feet. I fled him, the hound of heaven says. I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. But Jesus, God, who loves you, who is the owner of all things, just like the shepherd owned the 100 sheep and the woman owned the 10 coins and the father owned the two sons. And when we lose something we love, we pursue it. We look for it. We turn the sofa upside down till we find it. We travel the hills until we find the sheep and we put the lame sheep around our shoulders and we take it back to the pen. And so I want you to know on this day of preparation for Easter that God is in hot pursuit of you. He loves you. You are his best creation. You are his best creation. Don't flee from him. Don't run from him. Rest in him. Be content that he is the owner and he has given you everything you have before you, both the good and the hard, the difficult. He has given you to hone your love for him. Remember that he is the hound of heaven pursuing you. And I am Donna Otto, 
and this is Homemakers. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day.